topic is turning 30. Turning 30. If I can remember that far back. You should have a wife and kid. Please don't. <laughs> exactly. What's the point in just having a tick box exercise for life? This is my wife, Dave. I buy him from internet. So, the topic is turning 30. Turning 30. Mm-hmm. If I can remember that far back. Oh, of course you can. Well, I think I'm probably <laughs> going to be the one who can't remember. This is true, but then, you know, you've had a an interesting life thus far. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's just this year. But I think I was pretty lucky because my birthday was like January. So before yeah. all hell broke loose and I was actually able to go, well, be outside and, you know, yes. be let loose of me WKDs. Well, for me, my um, wonderful 39th birthday this year um, was during lockdown. And um, my one request for my birthday was that I did not want to see a single member of the general public. And that happened. It was great because obviously it was like the early part of June. Everything had just started to reopen again. And it just felt like the most bizarre post-apocalyptic madness of just idiots everywhere after not being with people for so long to just suddenly have loads of people and you think you know 90% didn't feel like they were following the rules but you know so that was a good good birthday for me in that respect that I didn't have to see anyone (laughs) it sounds wonderful actually um well for me to be honest with you my 29th was quite the birthday um and i built up my 30th for all 364 days after that um because my 29th i was uh at work Mm -hmm. in the pub as i was then and um everybody had been buying me drinks which was great i had a good time but i had that one too many and i sobbed my heart out all the way from the pub back to home (laughs) in the back of uh Vicky's car, um, just going, I don't want to turn 30, <laughs> all the way home. <laughs> I just remember at one point, Vic going, and you, went, you might not fucking make it at this rate. <laughs> so, so it started strong my final year of my 20s, where I was just convinced that 30 was going to be horrific. Um, I think because for me, I mean, my mum had me when she was 30, there seemed to be like everybody I knew had their shit together by 30 you know people had kids I I just kind of thought I need to have all this these things done before the big 3-0 um obviously (laughs) that year before I turned 30 got married um which was <laughs> perhaps not the best decision. Um, <laughs> it's all right. It was only a blip. All live it's, and learn. We all live and a, we all live and learn. It's a blip. It's done. <laughs> but yeah, I think the the only reason thirty was so terrifying was because of what I had made it into to being. It wasn't. It uh-huh. wasn't actually any different. You know, I didn't wake up on the day after my thirtieth with this whole new sort of gloom of perspective i had that the day before you know there was no sort of epiphany mm-hmm. sort of positive or negative um i mean i was in a very bad sort of situation around then um i'd got myself into a corner that i knew was wrong for me and the reasons behind most of that had pre- pretty much based around 
turning 30 and it's this big thing you know you you can have fun in your 20s but god forbid you have mm-hmm. fun in your 30s because that's serious time you should have a professional career by then you should be thinking about settling down and you know you should have your shit together you're buying a house at least um and and it's all bollocks it's 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 not actually real but it's it took six years later to kind of start to realize that so 36 I was like god you know this is a completely different mindset to what I thought I'd have and you know I think I I went through obviously after the divorce went through a lot of um therapy and things like that as well just to get my head back straight and you know I was saying but 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 and I should have done and I should have done this and I and it's like it feels like Mm -hmm my my future's been stripped away from me i remember that and and she said who said who says mm-hmm. and and it was like i do <laughs> so it was a bit ridiculous in some ways um be- mm-hmm. i think go on mm-hmm. like i think it was a similar thing with me where was a lot of should statements where it was just like well you know you should be settled down yeah you should have a wife and kids please don't <laughs> exactly that's not that's not my 2020 revelation that you've built yourself a wife and you're gonna have one on the way that's just just lol it's a phase (laughs) this is my wife dave i buy him from internet (laughs) oh god um yeah no it's it's just so much surrounding just the pressure that you put on yourself and these milestones that don't actually exist um oh yeah it's it's everybody does it but it's learning how to um sort of recognize it in the end and actually truly believe it <laughs> which is the hard part yeah because that's because that's a thing you watch and learn from your parents and it was exactly yeah. the same with me it's like oh my mum had me when she was 32 you know that's when she started getting your life together yeah. but I, I just look and I just think well look what happened to her yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it's like should, should I really follow suit is it really that worth it and yeah. obviously because of like the load of crap that happened with me like during the last couple of years in my 20s that whole perspective yeah. changed like all the stuff I thought I should have but that I thought well that I should be working towards didn't matter yeah. anymore so I think by the end of it I was just ready to get out my 20s it was just like fuck it just yeah. you know walk out the burden building and just like go towards my 30s yeah. and if you want this... <laughs> I was just saying, if, if anybody wants to know all of the shit that we're about to talk to, that's that's spoilers. We'll get to that one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just looking forward to the swirling whirlpool of shit that's going to be in my thirties. And the first year's gone pretty well, <laughs> considering I'm considering I'm supposed to be locked up in the fucking yeah. house. <laughs> so it, it's amazing what you can achieve. <laughs> <laughs> Mental health, the possibilities are yeah. endless. Well, what was your <laughs> sort of thoughts because i know you'd said you know i've obviously i'd said to you that you know i'll wait for your 30s but i think most of that is because the majority of the time you've known me being in my 30s it's been a shit show um it's mm-hmm. only sort of literally 180 miles away and a lot of years later mm-hmm. that i can kind of say 30 was only bad because i made it bad this sounds really weird i was ready i was totally ready because for my frame of mind it was just okay, I, I lived my 20s, I thoroughly lived my 20s and I'm surprised I survived them, but I got through all that and I worked kind of the majority of the crap out my system, so it was, okay, I'm ready for the next chapter now and I want to leave, I want to leave my late 20s behind because that was a revolving 
that was just an absolute shitstorm. And I was just, right, okay, let's move forward and see what the hell comes next. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's it's about the right mindset, I think. And a lot of people don't have that because you do see, because you know what it's like when you join Facebook, you've probably, I mean, most people who are obviously coming up to 30, Facebook's been around for, you know, the your 20s. You know, you joined it at 18, maybe 17. 17, yeah. 17, because that was a legal age to join. Yeah, I think it's 13 for most social now, says the dig- mm-hmm. digital marketer. Um, but... Yeah, I think um, because it came around in 2009, 2010, so you've, you've well, around that anyway, um, most people joined when they were surrounded with a completely different um, friend group than you probably are 10 years later, but you've still got half an eye on what Fred Bloggs was doing from your school and how they now seem to be jetting around the world and living this perfect life, and you're just like, uh-huh. oh... Um, so I just kind of, I, I have a loose leaf tea obsession, um, and I'm still childless and I'm divorced, but thankfully now happily in, in a, in another relationship. But, um, you know, you do kind of think, God, where I should be is not always mm-hmm. where you are. But again, who mm-hmm. says where you should be is, is exactly right. Cause if I, I could have been married still. But it would have been bloody miserable. Um, but yeah, that would have been a tick. <laughs> What's the mm-hmm. point in just having a tick box exercise for life? Exactly. And speaking of Facebook, I have not used it since middle of first lockdown. Yeah. And I've not missed it. No. I'll probably the only time I use Facebook now is to go onto the female fronted metal group to check on updates and stuff like that it's the only time i use it and occasionally check say if someone's died <laughs> um oh see I've, I've noticed with facebook though it's it's really it it's, it sort of sucks you in i mean i i'm out of it as well i i, I rarely go on there um i have mm-hmm. it it's still active because i have to have it active for work and also like I, yeah and m- mom and dad pages, and, yeah, yeah. And so mm-hmm. on and so forth but um, I've seen it with like my mum. You know, she's she's seventy next year, and she's on Facebook a lot, and it really impacts her mood. Or she, with all this like when lockdown started, and she started saying, "Oh, but what about this?" And then what about that? And, and you know, she really was kind of getting so nervous. Hysterical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like mass hysteria. And it was just like, it wasn't just COVID. It was a lot of over, other stuff going on at the same time where people were literally like ripping at each other's throats yeah. online. And it was just like, nah, I cannot be dealing with this negativity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it does get very stressful. But thankfully, mm-hmm. with, with I'd like to say, I was going to say with age comes wisdom, but I don't think it does. I think with age comes the less tolerance for bullshit. Like 2020 mm-hmm. has brought in, in, in its droves. <laughs> no, 2020 is not invited to my buffet. She is not getting invited to parties. Um, we're not telling her the happening. She's not getting the invite. <laughs> and if she knocks on the door, we're just not answering. She is blocked and deleted, sweetie. <laughs> exactly. It's just me and the kids from now on. <laughs> she is literally one of those Facebook friends I will occasionally check in on to see if she's died. <laughs> With cross freaking fingers, but uh, no, because that's the thing. What's worse than stupid people running about normally? 
stupid people trapped in the house of a smartphone. It's a recipe for frigging disaster. And it's just like, I, I can't, I hate people enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I got this extra level of um, resentment um, in June when we kind of went back to everything being sort of edged towards normality. Cause obviously I'd been um, sent home from work to work from home. Whereas mm -hmm. the majority of the company, and I mean like literally about 80, 90% of the company was furloughed and door shut, done. And um, I was just working the whole time and it became almost uh, obsessive as well. And, and it, you know, really dove into that. And then, you know, people are sharing that, oh, you know, we're off down the beach and I'm like... I'm literally grafting through all this and you're topping up your tan. So that was another reason to come off social, but it's just been a lot this year. And, and that, that going back to work in, in June, um, which is, I dealt with 39 so much better than 29, but, mm -hmm. um, just going and seeing all, everybody got these wonderful tans and they've all done their garden stuff. And I'm like, I look like, I mean, I'm not exactly, Sounds lovely. Uh -huh. I'm not exactly tanned, but I was definitely looking like a vampire from the deep. Um, by the time I got Same. back to work, I know exactly. I mean, no, no different for you, my dear. Um, Cause as soon as lock, as soon as lockdown was announced, just like, all right, you can't leave your house. You know, you can only leave for essentials. Yeah. Just like, well, that's my life normally. <laughs> that's how I live my life normally. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's, it is um, a strange old year. Um, mm. And I think it could be worse. You it could be worse. You could be having that situation with yourself. Yeah, I know. And both you and obviously there's there's Frank. Um, you know, he's he's recently, uh, a couple of years ago now, he's another one that really sees milestones as an issue. And he's now tipped beyond 40. And I know that he struggles with the I should have done and other people have done. And it is so ridiculous to just have this badge that says i've got to be this by then and you know i mean obviously I'm, we're, we're now sort of you know we're trying for a family it's been absolute hell uh on mm -hmm. top of a pandemic has been absolute hell um so, but it's not being done for anything because like oh we need to do this before such and such a date it's because we want to do that and yeah we've we wish we could have met each other earlier and had done everything earlier. But as I keep saying, like life, you life, wouldn't expectancies, have been the same. life expectancies and keep increasing and we would have been completely different people if we met 10 years exactly. ago. That's what, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You were not, you, you weren't the person you are now. No. That's the thing. And that's where I've been. It's like, Oh, maybe if I met somebody when I was younger, just like, would you want to meet us when I was on? Well, you did, bless you. Um, <laughs> and you're still here. Well, I sent you that picture today of you lo looking like uh, a little indie weasel, um, pre-beard. I wasn't post-dysentery, yeah. <laughs> Yay for uh, Download Festival. <laughs> See, that's one thing that I do wish, mm -hmm. talking about turning 30, is I know part of it was like financial situations during my previous relationship but I do wish I'd done more festivals because I know that for a fine fact now I couldn't tolerate the people um I struggle I with... couldn't tolerate it at 22 no tried it once didn't like it <laughs> fucking hated it <laughs> no I think if it, yeah I mean you, you've always been an old soul anyway but um 
it took me a lot of years to grow up i think you know i mean i was i was playing it djing for a long time and mm -hmm. it was a, a a form of escapism as i i don't remember most of my 20s because it was just one gig to the next um and a lot of the time the wages kind of went on the beer i was drinking that night or whoever else i was buying the beer for as well so it was mm -hmm. kind of i think that's why another reason why 30 terrified me as much is because it's like well what have you got to show for your mm. 20s and i've been struggling with that i have been struggling with that so much this year it's like well what have i got to show for it and it's just like and it's just like what well, why should it matter yeah it it doesn't it doesn't because your hardest crit critic will always be yourself so and we mm. both know that but it, then listening to that ad advice is is usually impossible <laughs> and when you just think, well, what if we did exactly, let's just say, for example, our parents who basically inspired their milestones and just essentially, in my case, I'd look at my parents, I'd just say, well, how did that turn out for you too exactly? Oh yeah, one year's dead. Yeah. One year's dead and you were in a miserable marriage for 30 odd years. Yeah, yeah. Did Was it really worth it? Yeah. And it's just like, that's kind of been my change of mind. It's just like, I'm not being pressured to marry somebody. Because, well, I can't guarantee that it'll last. I can't guarantee you'll be along for a while. It's not a priority to us anymore. I think we're all, like, a lot of the time, it's always those square pegs trying to fit themselves into round holes that find it the hardest job. Because, obviously, dealing with, like, marketing like I do, is you have demographics mm -hmm. and you pigeonhole people. You know that you want to speak to uh, women 35 to 45 and you expect them to have this, that and the other and that's why you're marketing to them. Now, yeah. that means that every marketing piece that women 35 to 45, they see a lot of the same things of those that do have these things. So it puts that extra pressure yeah. on. So it's like you're not only dealing with that market, but you're also creating the illusion of that market. Um, so there's a lot to be said about sort of the social media influences and, of course, our own pressures, family pressures. Mm -hmm. And it all just sort of boils down to you do you hun <laughs> that's it that's all you need to do well, I, I kind of am now like yeah. because of the whole lumpy saga i just kind of made us think Spoilers. life is too short uh, yeah <laughs> lumpy will be lumpy's will, lumpy's next week's guest panelist Excellent. um <laughs> but after the whole lumpy saga i was just like life is too short like i'm still having an identity crisis because like from my teens to me all the way from my 20s it was I'm going to get married I'm going to live a suburban dream I'm going to have kids and literally from 29 onwards I couldn't think of anything worse yeah it's like don't get us wrong it's like I would love the companionship have somebody there and if something hatched along the way whatever I'm not but I, I don't think I would it's um it is funny because I mean you're you're not you're not the norm in what you've faced um, and you're not the norm <laughs> that's and i'm just not the norm yeah. <laughs> but um i think for a lot of you know whether straight lgbt anything like that really it doesn't um it, it doesn't matter because whatever you you're going through is pretty much a standard form of life for most people and it doesn't well, really yeah. deviate for the majority and so when something like lumpy comes along it does give you that perspective 
but for a lot of people, exactly. that, there is no lumpy, and so there there is no sort of revelation. Uh-huh. Well, at the end of the day, we could have decades, we could have years, we could hit, we could get hit by a fucking bus next Tuesday. Yeah. That's something we all have in common. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of the way it is. Yeah, you having that sort of moment to sort of be a bit more introspective is has probably done you the world of good. As as like a worse kind of positive out of the situation. <laughs> It has, but there's still kind of the, what's the term I'm thinking of, a self-destructive artist is still in there. Also, I could see from, you know, when we we discovered about War Lumpy, you know, there was that kind of mild panic of, but I should have done these things because now I'm not going to get to. Mm -hmm. And you'd written yourself off almost. So like 30 was not going to happen. So it was like, I've ballsed it already. And thankfully, you've come over that side of things for the majority of the time. Um, yeah, it <laughs> still lingers. Yeah, it still lingers like a bad smell. Yeah, of course. But it's, it's easier to deal with because it's just like, well, you've just got to deal with what you're given because there's a lot of things in life that aren't fair and all you can really do is live with what you've been given. Yeah, and that's... No matter how crap and un- unfair it is at times. And that goes for every situation, not sort of the more dramatic ends of the scale, but... just that sort of turning 30 deal with what you've got so far make the most of what you've you've got in front of you and if you don't like your life change it and that's the one thing I wish I could have gone back and said to myself at 30 is yeah if you don't like your life change it you know Mm -hmm. sobbing the night before um the wedding and sobbing on a hen do and your best mate saying, I don't think you should go through with this. Perhaps if everyone else could see it, and even you know deep down, a number and an age means jack shit compared to your happiness. Of course, of course exactly. And that's kind of the thing that makes me wonder. It's like, because let's face it, we've known a few gay men in what times, haven't we? Mm-hmm. But you've known them more intimately than I have, but yes. Ah, uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like kind of an absolute meltdown, like... I, I'm not overgeneralizing. I'm trying my best not to, mm. but I've seen it happen a lot. As soon as gay men are like about to turn 30, it is the end of the world. Yeah. It's just like, do they just believe that the agent dog years or something? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is, I think uh, they, they just say that no one searches for anyone over um, over 30 on Grinder. So why would they bother? <sighs> it's not true. Oh, Grindr is where self-esteem goes to die. Um, I could rant about Grindr till the cows come home. That's why nobody bothers with pictures because they ain't looking at your face. <laughs> and I think it, I think it's absolutely hilarious because at the minute Grindr's trying to change. Well, it's, it's not trying to change. It's still a freaking hookup app, <laughs> but people are using it to network. Yeah. Or I'm just here to make friends, <laughs> and it's just like, oh fuck off. It's ridiculous that there's this sort of oh well no one's going to want me after I'm 30 and it's very prevalent Uh, in the gay scene both I mean like lesbians it's like oh if you haven't like shacked up and married by now you're going to be that weird fat one that's got the shaved head um and like ends up how dare you how dare you (laughs) (laughs) what happened to you when you turned 30 I became a lesbian (laughs) I I just uh well for, for me 20 was my flying out of the closet kind of i came out at 17 but by 20 i was a car crash um uh-huh. i mean there's photos of my 21st but don't ask me what actually happened that night but that's i think what you're supposed to do oh, for your likewise. 21st 
likewise <laughs> i wore white i wore foundation um wow joe did me hair so i had a quiff no, the photos are still on facebook somewhere but me in white yeah me in white um 17 stone and it was all downhill from there well no i'd say quite the opposite i mean the night might have all been downhill from there but as a personal growth definitely up because <laughs> i don't think i've seen you in white since so that's okay apart from the hospital gown but that doesn't count <laughs> i was wearing a gown <laughs> i just remembered wearing a fluffy cap and singing body form in the lift <laughs> which will forever be one of my favorite things that's the thing that just looked i was just sitting there in a wheelchair with the staples in my head yeah. and we're just looking at us like i was strange anyway so i just yeah i just looked at the big bandage on my head and just went body form <laughs> yep yes you did but you were absolutely away with the fairies as well so it was just even funnier because you think you sung it but i was there what came out of your mouth was recognizable but you know you just you slurred it <laughs> <laughs> i mean ask jojo but it was one of the funniest moments my entire life at one of the most stressful times of my entire life just to have you kind of like hey you guys <laughs> Thank you, morphine. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I had to stop that pretty quickly because I just thought, now nah, she's she's going to be a problem. <laughs> yes, nobody needs that as well. Yeah, uh, we've all been there. Um, everything, everybody's got something that you're capable of getting addicted to, whether that's person, food, drugs, alcohol, gambling, sex, everything. Yeah, I guess that's going to have to be another episode as well, then, huh? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> so, is there anything we haven't touched upon about turning thirty? The main takeaway, I guess, is mm -hmm. that the pressures that are being put on you are superimposed. Oh, yeah, totally. You're surrounded by imagery that tells you one thing or another. You might be surrounded by family or friends that are supposedly living the dream. But the people who put how they genuinely feel out on social media are often mocked for doing so. Advertising mm -hmm. that focuses on real situations is like it repels people um mm -hmm. and you know what your family did is a generation away from where you are now every generation fixing the fuck up some the last yeah but it's, that's the thing is you can't look at all of these different factors and see yourself so stop trying to i know i, I can't be bothered i can't be bothered with that anymore because like i said if you're subconsciously building what you want to be off somebody else yeah. stop and look at what you're basing yourself off of and look at the reality of it yeah i mean is it a, a, a model perhaps like not eating not sleeping analyzing the fact she doesn't like her ankle bone you know is that what you're aspiring to be everybody's got something so mm -hmm. stop looking outward for validation that's that's always the better way to do mm -hmm. it and don't look for it from another person don't expect them to give you everything make sure that you know you're in a partnership in its true meaning of the word it's got to be 50 50 for the mm -hmm. majority of the time the needle will swing because everybody has times when they need more support from the other one so it may be 90 10 for a couple of weeks uh -huh. or more months maybe but it's always got to try and swing back to that middle center point because it's draining and if you don't yeah. have that support Excellent. it just messes with your head and, and you start looking mm -hmm. for that validation because you're giving all and all and all and you'll accept the tiniest scraps back 
um, because that's what you get and mm -hmm. that's that's something to to definitely avoid preach i know <laughs> because that's the things with thing with relationships it's teamwork mm. it's it's two people working together and i think that's what people forget it's not one person permanently running after one yeah it's not like like you said it's not about getting the validation from somebody else it's not someone saying oh i want a sugar daddy because that's kind of the basis of relationship or fame because yeah. it's not two-sided at all so yeah no i completely agree with that i think yeah just fuck all your expectations and just be yourself exactly because they'll all turn to shit anyway <laughs>